0: So Dr. Phil has gone viral for dropping some truth bombs over on The View. And if you've been watching Dr. Phil for years and years like I have, huge fan of his show, It's a Guilty Pleasure of Mine, you'll know that while he's not necessarily conservative, he's definitely no nonsense. And that, of course, inevitably does put him at odds with a lot of progressive policies nowadays. So he is promoting his new book. I think it's called We've Got Issues. And so he's doing a press tour for that. And he found himself on The View discussing things like immigration.
1: I talk to the head of all the border guards down there, the head of the union, I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm -hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We.
0: Okay, I'm just going to stop it right here. The whole human trafficking issue, it's very real. It's absolutely happening. But for some reason, conservatives are just sane people are being called conspiracy theorists or fear mongers for trying to talk about it. And we saw this after the Sound of Freedom, uh, went really popular and people were raising this issue about the human trafficking of children that's especially happening across the border. And for some reason, the left is trying to pretend like it doesn't happen. I'm glad Dr. Phil is bringing this up because this is absolutely one of the greatest human rights violations that America should be focusing on. But Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like a lot of people want to talk about it.
1: Are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution All and sweatshops. Some children. Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. I said, Are you.
2: So, what kind of checking do they do? So, they, they call the number you,
1: uh-huh, and say, and Do you know about this child? They say, Yes. Will you receive them when they come? Yes. I said, is it possible that that's a prostitution ring? He said, we, we know enough to know that it, in a number of cases, it has turned out to be absolute sex ring. It has turned out to be an absolute sweatshop. I said, how is this possible? Well, what do they
0: do? That's so disgusting. And frankly, it's not surprising the way that the U.S. border is being handled down south. There really doesn't seem to be any attempt at controlling the issue, instilling order. We all remember that when under Trump, when the border was actually trying to ensure that the adults children were crossing with were related to them, were their parents, uh, by doing things like DNA testing and temporarily removing the adults from the minors, they were called all sorts of things you know evil they're breaking up families but it's like this is the alternative you can't just trust that these children are in the best hands because there are sex traffickers out there human traffickers who are trying to take advantage of these poor children and the fact that nothing is being done about this and the u.s apparently they're facilitating like acting as a delivery service for these rings shame on joe biden
1: it is happening what
0: do they do then if they know that that's happening
2: where is the U.S. attorney's office? Where is the? Here's the, here's damn good the question? Isn't you, have it? To, you have to re-ask that question when we come okay. back, okay. because we're coming <laughs> back with more.
0: Of course, they have to cut to commercial. We can't really address this issue too much. So I think it's great Dr. Phil is bringing up the hard issues, which he is best known for. And even though, I mean, some people who are conservative may say like, hi, he's one of us, there you go, he's talking about these important issues. 10 years ago, this really would be nonpartisan. I mean, who wouldn't want to stop human trafficking, especially of children? But I think the only reason why conservatives, people on the right, are being associated with this issue now is because the left has gone so full open borders that now, literally, any restriction on who can come into the country, including like, hey, maybe we should check out who these kids are crossing with, that paints you as like this racist xenophobe. Now, we have more of these clips to react to, but first, I do want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor, BioMD. If you've ever struggled with digestive issues, you know just how unpleasant they can be. Not only are they uncomfortable, but they can also put a huge wrench in your daily plans. Well, now some researchers actually believe that some digestive issues could be caused by a potential toxins that's in all of the quote healthy foods that scientists have been telling us to eat with a fraudulent food pyramid for the longest time. According to Dr. Gundry, a world-renowned cardiologist, this potential toxin could be affecting millions of people nationwide. Warning signs include things like weight gain, fatigue, and digestive discomfort, as well as a stiff joints and heck even skin problems. If you've been keeping up with the way medicine's been going, you'll know it is all about the gut, the microbiome. So Dr. Gundry does explain that these side effects are often mistaken for normal signs of aging because digestive issues tend to develop usually over a matter of years and sometimes even decades as we're getting older. But now there's a possibility that a lot of these issues are actually being caused by these health foods instead of just being normal. But the good news is you can easily help fix the problem for your own home. It's super easy. You just have to know which foods are actually healthy and which foods contain this hidden potential toxic. And you can find this out right now by going to gutcleanseprotocol.com Lauren. Again, that is gutcleanseprotocol.com Lauren. You can also click on the link below in the description of this video. Because after years of his research, Dr. Gundry has decided to release an informative video to the public for free and uninterrupted, showcasing exactly what foods you need to avoid. So again, you can find this full video over at gutcleanseprotocol.com Lauren. Click the link in the description below. And next up, while on the view, Dr. Phil also discussed the closure of schools during the pandemic, which he says were absolutely terrible for children and of course we know that now but being the ideologues that they are the harpies on that show we're still very committed to the idea that oh we needed to do this to save lives and it's pretty entertaining watching them almost in real time blue screen when confronted with the facts
2: so you say you're not the only voice in your kids ears so you have to be the best voice mm-hmm. yeah. explain that
1: well think about it in like 0809 smartphones came on and and kids started, they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives. Mm. And so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression, anxiety, loneliness and suicidality since records have ever been kept. and it's just continued on and on and on.
0: Okay, this has nothing to do with the pandemic and school closures, but as a mom, I feel like the struggle against technology, screens, and social media, it's probably one of the biggest challenges parents are facing now that previous generations just never had to deal with. And at least now there's more information for parents to know how harmful all of this technology can be for kids. And I know it's hard to keep them sheltered and away from all of those negative influences. And part of you is maybe like, is it even good to keep them away from them? Shouldn't we be introducing them to the world that it's like that stuff can wait until they're older. Absolutely. If you are a parent to be very, very leery about letting your kid on social media, letting them have a smartphone, anything like that.
1: And then Mm -hmm. COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Mm -hmm. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So there, was also yeah.
0: there are so many negative consequences that we don't even realize that happened because of the lockdowns during the pandemic. I'm glad Dr. Phil is talking about this specifically in regard to kids, but I also want to remind all of you that domestic violence also skyrocketed when people were not allowed to leave their homes. There were so many negative consequences. And when it comes to the schools being closed specifically, we need to point the fingers, not just at the health officials, but obviously them as well. They went power hungry. They were just so happy that people were actually giving them attention and funding for once. But we need to talk about the influence that the teachers unions had on all this. There are so many teachers unions and teachers who were just happy they got to work from home and had less work, but it's like, that's your job. Your job is to teach kids. Kids learn best in person. Remote learning was an absolute farce. And there are so many people that should be fired if not thrown in jail for how they contributed and behaved during the pandemic, but I don't think any of that is going to happen. My suggestion to everyone watching this is, at the very least, do not forget what these people did when they had the chance to ruin your lives and your kids' lives. They absolutely took it for personal gain. Yeah, so was, they were the, trying to save they kids were trying lives. to save kids' well, lives.
2: So remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this, so it wasn't people weren't laying uh, around. fun, but well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of. the... the the places that they could be sick, because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm
1: saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID.
0: that's an absolute fact from Dr. Phil and the people who are on The View, they're like, oh wait, are you saying that like school children didn't die? Like how at this point do you not understand what the fatality rates were for COVID based on age, based on gender and based on things like preexisting conditions? I mean, these people really are just the definition of NPC. You have such strong opinions about these things, but you know so little about them. And it's like, you are this is literally their job to sit around and talk about these current events. And yet they have the most cursory surface level understanding of them. Like, is this actually what happens when you get all of your information from the mainstream media? You just end up being a a, a walking automaton with no actual opinions or facts to back anything up. It's ridiculous. And the idea that schools were closed, oh, to save lives. Okay. If they actually cared about the health of children, they wouldn't have been doing things like shutting down playgrounds or gyms for that matter, or limiting medical services, you know, things that were actually contributing to keeping people healthy. They were happy to close those down. It wasn't about health. It was about lighting their pockets. It was about getting off of work and this is like totally besides the point of like the Dr. Phil issue but have you guys noticed that ever since the pandemic so many hotels have been like you know that housekeeping we used to do every day well we're just we're not going back to that now you have to ask Uh, sometimes you even have to pay to have them clean the room it's just another example of how a lot of parties were willing to use the pandemic as an excuse to do whatever they wanted to do in the first place but in the name of safety
1: and that's not an opinion that's a fact
2: (laughs) well Phil we don't even have time to talk it out now, man. But thanks for coming. The new book is called We've Got Issues. and it-
0: Once more, Whoopi Goldberg is, I guess, saved by the ad break. Man, I, I just I would love to see her and someone like Dr. Phil or really just anyone with half a brain sit down a long form conversation where they can actually like dismantle all of the falsehoods that she operates under without her being able to duck and say, oh, wait, we can't talk about it gotta go to the break. But in any case, uh, huge props to them, I suppose, for at least having him on. And what I like about Dr. Phil is that he's absolutely mainstream, but he's also kind of like dipping his toes into issues that usually the mainstream wouldn't cover. This also extends to gender, by the way. He had Matt Walsh on his show debate, you know, the issue of what is a woman with these two trans people. That went viral. He's also had uh, people like Amala on discussing white privilege and race. He's actually doing a lot more than I think most people realize, introducing these topics to a way wider audience than You would just get, uh, you know, watching the Daily Wire or even Blaze TV, which is awesome. But now also as part of this press store, uh, Dr. Phil ended up going on Fox News with Jesse Waters, and he did discuss his view appearance.
2: One of the things you also talk about in the book, We've Got Issues, which Jesse Waters Primetime endorses enthusiastically. We don't want to make anybody else uncomfortable. And because we're so afraid of making everybody else uncomfortable, we're making ourselves uncomfortable. You went onto The View today and you talked a little bit about COVID and that effect of the lockdowns on children. Maybe people were uncomfortable. You talk about the need to rely on facts and stress facts. And why do you think some of those women on The View, who we love dearly, they wanted to talk about the narrative of the COVID pandemic?
1: Yeah, here's the thing, you can't just make up facts, and that's what's happening right now. I think think we've got, well, I call them the tyranny of the fringe. We've got these fringe factions that are trying to rewrite history, rewrite science, rewrite biology, Uh, just pretend that facts aren't facts. Ooh, he mentioned rewriting
0: science and biology. Now on the Dr. Phil, Matt Walsh debate over gender, he stayed kind of out of it, pretty neutral himself, but I would love it if he would come out and say, yes, men are men, women are women. Now, Dr. Phil has had trans people before on his show. He respects, you know, pronouns and everything like that. I don't think he's anti trans uh, you know you know as some leftists might say so he definitely wouldn't see eye to eye with someone like me who is increasingly of the belief that really the whole the issue of transgenderism, it's really just a giant push to subvert heteronormativity that's backed by big pharma and communists. But uh, at the same time, I don't think he's of the belief that you simply have to identify as a woman to be one. I would say he's kind of a centrist on that issue, which of course to progressives means they would probably consider him a transphobe. but I would love it if he would talk about that issue more, especially, you know, being someone as respected and mean.
1: Fringe, we've got these fringe factions that are trying to rewrite history, rewrite science, rewrite biology. Uh, just pretend that facts aren't facts because they don't want them to be. But you know what, they are. And we've got facts that have been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and you can't just change them because you don't want them to be the truth. The fact of the matter is that we had a a, a pandemic here. Children were not very vulnerable to that. Now, we want to protect everyone, right? But children were not very vulnerable to that. But what they were vulnerable to was disrupting their lives. We know.
0: Why is any of this controversial? I don't understand. It shouldn't have been controversial at the time. This has always been the case, but especially now this many years after the fact where we have all the stats of how kids were affected, all of these kids who are like years behind where they should be, young children who aren't able to speak as well as they should because everyone's been wearing masks. We know that this was just a terrible policy. Anyone who's still holding on to the idea that this was at all handled well at this point, like I, I don't know what to say to you.
1: COVID didn't cause it. It started back in 08 and 09, and it kinda correlated with the smartphone dropping, where kids stopped living their own lives and started watching others live their lives. But they knew that when they shut the schools down. You pull out the support system, and as well as pulling out the support system, you disrupt, when you pull out the support system, you disrupt their educational development, their social development, their emotional development, and you also, take children that have been subject to emotional abuse and sexual molestation and you take them away from the mandated reporters who can keep an eye on them and referrals to Department of Child and Family Services dropped 40, 50, 60% across the nation. What did we do? We sent them home and locked them up with their abusers. Here's the
0: thing, I know, Everyone wants to think that they are like four children protecting the vulnerable. For as much as the left likes to talk about upholding marginalized communities and disempowered communities, children objectively in this society are the most marginalized and most disempowered community that there is, right? They they have no agency or control of their lives. It's just the fact. It's It's the nature of being a child. But what we find time and time again is that instead of trying to protect children, we see that the left uses children as basically these pawns for their own agenda. Closing schools was never going to be a good idea for kids, but the left wanted to do that because, hey, it's good for the teachers unions. It's good for the health officials. It's, it's good for this tyranny that we're trying to spread across all these different countries. When it comes to the trans issue, we know that it's objectively bad for kids to transition, but the left doesn't care. They're trying to push transgenderism. So if kids are casualties in that, if there are detransitioners who are now infertile and mutilated, they don't care because it's all in the name of the leftist cause. So Dr. Phil isn't really going at the root of why exactly uh, kids were thrown under the bus here, but hey, at least he's bringing it up.
1: So nobody could watch them. And what what did they say when they shut the schools down? They said, well, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we know. No, you're not. You knew better and you knew it at the time and you didn't have a plan to reopen those schools and now those kids are suffering. Will they ever close the gap? Who knows? You pediatric t- epidemiologists say it could cost millions of years of life lost for, these, for this generation. Yeah,
2: I, I don't think they'll ever get it back. You talk about the tyranny of the fringe, and in my book, Get It Together, Tales from the Liberal Fringe, we discuss some of these fringe people and why they act the way they do. How do you defeat or confront the <clears> fringe <throat> without letting them take over the rest of Western society?
1: Well, here's the thing. They identify an enemy, and then they focus on that enemy. Most of the people in America don't have or want to have an enemy, so they're not as focused and they're not as organized. We need to decide that we want to start solving problems instead of winning arguments. And that's one of the principles I talk about in the book. And it's real easy to tell whether you're talking to somebody that wants to win an argument you got right fighters just wanting to yik yak 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 yak. Or you've got people that are saying, Look, let's come together and come up with a sword. so
0: on his show, which again I watch, Dr. Phil often says, Do you wanna be right or do you wanna be happy? And I feel like that's kind of like the political version of that same saying. And it's true, there are absolutely people out there who just wanna argue for argue's sake. And I'm, I'm down for a good argument. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that. But uh, I, I think he has a point here. There are some people who really just want to debate. They want to grandstand. They're not coming at this in a good faith position. And I think it's, it's kind of understandable and I would say justifiable to ignore those people.
1: Begin to make changes for the better. And we need people that will focus on solving problems instead of winning arguments. And if we will do that, the first thing you've got to do with these people on the other side of the issue, you've got left and right is focus on what can we agree on. Because you know what, everybody agrees we want a stronger America. Everybody agrees we want our kids to have a better world than we had when we
0: Oh, Dr. Phil, you sweet summer child. I'm afraid, no, it is simply not the case that everybody wants a stronger America. But hey, maybe he's like just dipping his toes into the whole political discourse that's happening in 2024. Maybe he's not aware about
1: how how much some people really just do hate America. Came along and grew up to it. Everybody agrees that we want a good economy.
0: Oh, people don't all agree, unfortunately, that we want a good economy.
1: Everybody agrees that we want more safety. Everybody agrees on so many core things Let's focus on what we agree with first and then see if we can start talking about our differences. Start with what we agree on.
0: All right. So those have been Dr. Phil's most recent hot takes. What do you guys think? Are you surprised by Dr. Phil and his common sense approach? Or have you been a Phil fan for a long time and you're just glad that he's kind of talking more about cultural social issues instead of the, uh, you know, more personal family dynamic stuff he usually covers on his show? Let me know down below. That's it for now, though. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.